This is WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal with my show, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Well, 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 I have a very, very feckin' amalgam of rarities for you. I'm thrilled to be able to present these songs to you, both of you. Do you remember the association? They were a big deal. I think they sang at Monterey. The Monterey Pop Festival, I mean. And um, their big hits were Cherish, Along Comes Mary, and um, the other one. They had huge, huge hits in the uh, late 60s. Why can't I remember that, that hit? Hmm. <clears throat> well, whatever the case... Uh, they were a pretty good unit, and uh, as I played and featured on my show, their last album, Waterbeds in Trinidad, was not bad. I thought it was pretty good. A very fine send-off for such a distinguished group, a distinguished vocal group. They were sort of like Three Dog Night. And... Like many bands of the 60s, the late 60s, well, you know, Father Time, he just kept ticking along. And things happened. Thing, bad things happened to bands like the Association. Uh, members recorded solo records. Let's see. God darn it. Cherish. Uh, along Comes Mary. Um, Never My Love. They recorded that, too. How about that? Wouldn't you be happy with a triumvirate of songs like that? Well, you got to keep going because you got to pay the record company. So they kept going and kept going. And then their last album, which I already discussed, that didn't go anywhere, didn't chart anywhere. And then they said bye-bye. One of their original members was um, dead of a heroin overdose. And... Um, Doing my research for what I'm about to play you, I wanted to um, read this paragraph from uh, 45Cat, which is one of my favorite websites. Uh, Larry Ramos, who was the Hawaiian fellow, he was um, <clears throat> the Hawaiian guy who played um, in uh, some of the association's more... Um, more scene live performances and I think he pl he played in um, Monterey as well uh, <clears throat> excuse me he left the band it was replaced by first first by guitarist Art Johnson but then by studio guitarist and songwriter Larry Brown Brown played with the association for three years during which they recorded an album that was never released called the association bites back and I think that this was about 1976. And it was never released because it was produced by a guy named Mike Kerb. The Mike Kerb Congregation. 
And if I didn't have so many gosh darn windows open right now, and I wasn't confident, you know, and I was more confident in my technical acumen, I would tell you what Mike Curb did. But one of the things he did was the Mike Curb congregation. And it was like a singing group, sort of like a Les Humphrey singers, but more so. Anyway, he convinced them to redo their one of their big hits, Cherish, as a disco song. Came to them and said, hey, why don't you guys play a disco version of Cherish? And they did. So he heard the tracks and he was dissatisfied with them and he wanted to bring in drummer Jim Gordon, rock and roll mainstay, to play. And the band refused, sinking the deal. And that was the end of The Association Bites Back. Now, if you're a fan of The Association, you already know this stuff. But if you're not, and I don't think you are, I'm going to play you four songs from the album, The Association Bites Back. Now, before I do this, I have to, I have to tell you that I read that paragraph about Larry Brown, who was a guitar player, session player, played with them for three years. He is the guy who owns the only copy of this. Never released. And I've been looking for it for years. It is... It, it is it exists on a quarter inch tape cassette tape and people of a certain age will remember what a cassette looks like so it's going to sound pretty bad in relation to what you're used to emanating from your fm radio so if you can have that understanding and forgive me we'll talk about it in a little bit but these are four tracks from the association bites back Sometime around in the mid-70s, 75, 76, produced by Mike Curb, and um, it went no further. Some of this is pretty good, but then I wait to the end to give you the gravy. Let's hear how this goes. You can hear the tape hiss already.
So you can hear the tape hiss, so that's unfortunate, but it is a little piece of history that you probably have never heard before. If you have heard it before, then hats off to ya, top of the morning to ya, uh, faith and bedjabbers to ya. That was the association with four songs off of their uh, stillborn 1975 comeback album, the Association Bites Back. The first song you heard was Travelin' Boy with uh, the great Jim Yester on vocals. Also, uh, Art Garfunkel did that song. Um, That's What She Said, written by the drummer, Mo Murphy, Mo, 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 Mo something. 
After that, uh, Time to Get High, written by the guy who provided this tape, Larry Brown. And finally, you heard uh, Cherish, the disco version of Cherish. What did you think? I, it's a little embarrassing, but it's hard to kill a good song, you know? And that's a, Cherish is a great song. It was one of the two number one songs uh, for the association um, during their heyday, their halcyon days. I mixed up the two words. Then Never My Love reached number two, and uh, they did the uh, soundtrack for the movie Goodbye Columbus, Um, but that didn't do too well. And then uh, the inevitable slide to nothingness. I really don't like that song, Along Comes Mary. I think that's an awful song. I really just, it's a song of the times, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what they're talking about. Uh, I think Tandon Almer wrote that song. Uh, yeah, I was right. He had a, an association with uh, the Beach Boys as well. <sighs> My name is uh, Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUP. FM.org. I hope you're having a good time. So, all right. Sitting wondering what you said today To see me cry and make me feel this way Things we've had, it seems you've thrown away Cause I can't go on another I just can't go on another day
Six in your pocket, put them all on the floor, that's 24. Six times four is 24, four times six. I got six red hens, they laid five eggs each. All the eggs hatched out and the yard was full of 30 little chicks. Six times five is 30, five times six. One fine day, they all started in delay. I got 36 eggs and I took them in the house and I put them in boxes. Six eggs each, six boxes. Oh, six Six, six. Going to the candy store. I take six of these and six of those and six of them and six of the others and also six of the red, six of the white and six of the blue. I put them in one bag. That's forty-two. Six times seven, forty-two. Seven times six. Oh, six. I'm going down that, picking up six. I made eight tricks and then this Six times eight is forty-eight. Eight times six. Hungry men had six dollars each. Aww. That's fifty-four bucks, but they were out of luck. Fifty-four bucks won't buy dinner downtown, not for nine. Then there were six hungry men. They had nine dollars each. Yeah. And they went downtown and the waiter said, sit down. Oh, it makes a big difference how you spread it around. See that prince over there, huh? The one with the fuzzy hair. He's got six rings on every finger. He don't wash no dishes, not with 60 diamonds. Six times six. He brought along 11 camels. Ain't that nice? Each one loaded down with six casks of oil and spices. Brought quite a price. Six times six. Six times six. He had 12 wives. 
six kids, six children each. Six times twelve is seventy-two. Twelve times six. But me, I got six. I got six. That's all there is. That's all there is. Six times one is six. six one times six. 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 I got six. I got six. That's all there is. In 1954, Bill Haley and his Comets recorded Rock Around the Clock. The song was written for Haley as a rhythm and blues sound by Jimmy DeKnight and Max Friedman, who at the time were writing many blues records for a multitude of American Negro acts. Haley took the song, and with a rhythm and blues mix, he came up with what is now officially known as the first rock and roll record ever made. As good as the record was in 1954, it flopped dismally. However, in 1955, Rock Around the Clock was used as the title theme of a movie called Blackboard Jungle. So great was the impact of the song in the movie that late in 1955, it was reissued and by the middle of 1956, it had become the most significant record in rock and roll music. In recreating the excitement that was rock in 1956, we decided to recut a new version for rock and roll's 21st anniversary with old 55. After all, who in 1977 are better exponents of what rock was in 1956 than this multi-talented group of musicians? Our next task was to assemble Australia's leading, most exciting rock acts to sing it. We made contact with Glenn Shorrock from the Little River Band, Darrell Braithwaite from Sherbet, John Paul Young, Graham Shirley Strawn from Skyhooks, and Australia's leading lady of rock and roll, Miss Renee Gayer. This re-recorded version of Rock Around the Clock is not intended to reproduce the original sound created by Haley and the Comets. As you'll no doubt notice, the song is slightly faster than the original. The record is a fun record that we hope recreates the excitement of the 50s matched with the best of the 70s. We hope you'll find the result worthwhile and treasure the 1977 version of Rock Around the Clock just as you did the 1956 one, for this is truly a collector's item. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight, but that rag on, join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight.
And now then, Hanna-Barbera knows how to talk to kids better than anybody in the world. And that's why when Aurora went into the toy business, they came to us. They knew the best way to sell toys would be with animation. Oh, animation, of course. Oh, what else but animation? I'm with you, Fred. Animation is the greatest. It's, uh, uh, Fred? What is it, Barney? What is animation? Why, you... Animation is anybody. Animation is... Uh, is it anything like aspirin? Forget it. Hey, that's what animation is. Hey, they look funny. Toy people, and you real people too, meet the new generation. They're going to help you sell Aurora toys, right? They sound funny too. Yeah, that's the sound the kids like, Barney. Fred, whatever happened to Guy Lombardo? Barney, go play with the toys. Your 
a steaming pile of garbage that was. But as ever, as always on my show, it's historically significant. My name is Gilbert Neal, and by golly, this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUPFM.org. Hey, hey, go to my podcast, which is dsides.podbean.com. I haven't updated my podcast in a while because I'm not really convinced that anybody's listening. Now, I'm, I'm not convinced that anyone's listening because I don't get any comments. Nobody makes any comments, no matter the format, no matter. Nobody says anything about all this great music that I bring to you. And that's what has me kind of convinced that it's not really going anywhere. Except for downtown Hillsboro. So, what was that piece of garbage you just heard? It is the only electric light orchestra collaboration with joint songwriting credits that was written by Jeff Lynn, Bev Bevan, Bevan, Richard Tandy, and Kelly Grauket, who were the four instrumental non-string uh, playing guys. That was their shtick. I love ELO. I love them. And that was recorded around the same time as their peak in the United States, uh, a new world record. That was the one with Telephone Line and Do Ya. Um, Living Thing. I love that record. I love it. But Bev, 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 Bev Bevan, Bev Bevan put out a solo record in that time. A cover of the um, Gene Nelson. Was it Gene Nelson? Yeah. Sandy Nelson song, Let There Be Drums. And they needed a B-side, so they made it as crappy as they possibly could. And they fed Bev Bevan a healthy dose of barbiturates and vodka and said, hey, we need a B-side. Jeff's come up with this really garbage riff. And the rest of the guys want to chip in, too. And um, I can only think that Bev Bevan was really angry when he heard this because he was thinking, you know, when we were in the move together, Jeff, I could play whatever I wanted to. I could I could do 16th notes, but you don't let me do 16th notes anymore. Now you just make me stay on four and do the same drum fills over and over again. And when I, and when I play something inventive, you yell at me and then you replace it with something else or yourself playing. <sighs> Couldn't you have just, just let me play this again in time, maybe. But such is life. So that was um, <clears throat> Heavy Head. <laughs> Before that, an Aurora toy sales film hosted by Fred and Barney, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble from 1969. Um, and before that, 3XY with 21 years of rock and roll featuring Glenn Shurek, who was the lead singer in Little River Band. Friday night, it was late. I was walking you home to get the gate, and I was dreaming of the night. 
would it turn out right? Just to tell you, girl. Yeah. Glenn Shirk was a big deal in Australia. Not so much here, but Little River Band did have a few hits, and John Lennon loved that song because it's a good song. Reminiscing. And also John Paul Young, who had one hit in the United States, but again, was very, very popular in um, Australia. What was his one hit? Do you know? I forgot. (laughs) I forgot what it was. It was, did love is in the air, every flower in the trees. Love is in the air, every time you're going to sneeze. That was his big hit in the United States, but he had other hits in Australia. And he played a part in that re-recording of Rock Around the Clock. Um from 1977 before that uh, multiplication rock six why did i play that song well it is historically significant for another reason um i was i was thinking about the tulsa um thing where there was a successful um, foundation of black businesses, black capitalism after uh, the Civil War. And there are two ways for white people to stop that. Well, three. But in Tulsa, as you know, lots of people died. Lots of people were displaced. Many people were left homeless and um, that's America that's the history but another thing very similar to that happened right here in Durham I'm in Hillsboro Durham is about five miles away to the east and there was a district in Durham called Haytai Haytai. It's now part of the city of Durham. It was kind of swallowed up, but also separated, cut in half, like my neighborhood was. It was founded as an independent black community shortly after the American Civil War on the southern edge of Durham by freedmen coming to work in tobacco warehouses and related jobs in the city. By the early decades of the 20th century, African-Americans owned and operated more than 200 businesses, which were located along Fayetteville, Pettigrew, and Pine Streets, the boundaries of Haiti. The neighborhood continued to develop during the late 19th and early 20th century through years of racial segregation imposed by whites in the state legislature. With black-owned businesses and services, a library, a hotel, a theater, and a hospital, the community became self-sufficient. So we, we tell them, Mexicans, Irish, Africans, be self-sufficient. Show us. And they did. They did it in Tulsa, and they did it in Durham. In Tulsa, they killed them. 
In Durham, they just chopped them in half. If a 1958 urban renewal and freeway project took down houses and businesses in 200 acres of the community and split it with a freeway, a freeway I drive every other day or so, it's the, um, the um, 147. Um, the church has been used, the, the, the um, St. Joseph's African Methodist Episcopal Church has been used since 75 as a community cultural center. Haiti's residents have included, this blew my mind, Reverend Shirley Caesar, Blind Boy Fuller, Biff Henderson. Did you watch David Letterman? The guy with the headset on? Biff Henderson comes from Haiti. John Lucas, the basketball coach. Pigmeat Markham, who was in uh, Laugh-In, stand-up comedian. Markham Street in the Haiti district was named after his family. Tracy McGrady. Clyde McFadder and Grady Tate, who was a jazz drummer who performed and sang on a few of these multi um, multiplication rock uh, songs, like the one I played. What do you think? Pretty good, huh? So if you're in Durham, within the sound of my voice, or you can uh, go to Durham. Look for Markham Street. That's where Haiti was. Not a lot of people know. But now you do, because you listen to my show. Before that, McDonald's commercials from 1969. Very psychedelic. And before that, a band called, though this was like an hour ago I played this, The Police. Their one single, and the band was called The Police from 1966, P-U-L-L-I-C-E. So when you try to like research them on Google, it'll keep sending you to the, the, the um, uh, Stuart Copeland sting thing. All right. So I said it, and it is, and that has happened. What did I miss? I'm missing something. Um, I can't. Just if you're in Durham, just go to Markham Street. That's what it was named for. And uh, that was that was the center of Haiti. They didn't kill him, they just chopped him in half.
I think it's gonna turn out bad. Call me a pessimist. I think it's gonna turn out bad. Smoke a while, think a while. I feel I'm getting very bored. I know what I can do. I'm gonna rob a liquor store. I'm carving a gun from an old piece of wood. Dip it in black paint. It looks pretty good. Drive my car for a mile. I'm turning on the Black Rock Street. Look at all the liquor stores. Just one is all I really need. Park my car, go inside, and I proceed to pull my gun. Watch your bread, or you're dead. And now he's staring at my gun. He sees the gun is made of wood, and now I'm lying on the ground. Who does he think he is? It's not the only store in town. I go inside and pull my gun. Guy looks up, starts to laugh. He knows it's just a wooden gun. This is WHUPLP Hillsborough. Standing here looking stupid Wouldn't be at all 
Someday we're going to have to pay for, for a drink of water. We have to do that now. Oh, that was Harmon Bethea, the mask man. Prices in crisis. He was a recording artist for 25 years before that came out. 1974. Maybe longer than that. In uh, 1968, he started wearing a mask to his shows. Before that, Doris Duke with Feet Start Walking from 71. And before that, pretty interesting song. Uh, it's Bad Day at Black Rock Baby by a band called Colors, who um, were formed in 67 and included Carl Radel, who was the bass player for Eric Clapton, Delaney and Bonnie, J.J. Kale. But um, nothing as interesting as Bad Day at Black Rock Baby which I, I liked a lot. Before that, Bob Chance, who called himself Cat, 1979, with uh, Slap Dance, something we used to do at the college dorm all the time. Dan remembers. Yes, he does. He remembers. Hey, this is Gilbert Neal with D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUPFM.org, my podcast at dsides.podbean.com. <clears throat> Hmm. So now we come into the Australian part of our our song. Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you that that song um, that featured John Paul Young, that Three uh, XY, the Bill Haley. John Paul Young had one hit in the United States with um, "Love Is in the Air," which was written by George Young and Harold Benda who produced ACDC's first six or seven albums and uh, were in the band uh, The Easy Beats, who had a big hit in the United States with um, <clears throat> um, Friday On My Mind, which you remember, because it's got, it's got that fantastic chorus. I love it. It's going to happen in the city. do 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 do, do. Me and my girl, she's so pretty. And they were also in uh, a one-off called uh, Sniffin' the Tears, who had a, a big hit in the United States with Driver's Seat. See? 
apply yourself. You can do it. All righty. Here's some Australian stuff, and then I'll explain it later. Uh, this isn't so good. Uh, uh.
Okay. All right. That was uh, early in excess, the vegetables. They were known as the vegetables before they became in excess, and uh, the song was We Are the Vegetables. It was manifest on their uh, a B-side of one of the singles they released in their first year um, in the big time in 1980. Before that, from their first album, Jumping and Doctor. Not bad. Looking for a sound, but kind of almost there, you know? I always liked In Excess. I always thought they were pretty good. Before that, uh, Helen Reddy with Baby I'm a Star from the Ear Candy album from 1977, produced by Kim Fowley, who was had his fingers in, in many rock and roll thingies, some of which were the um, <clears throat> Runaways. Anyway, this is Gilbert Neal, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, uh, Obscurities, Rock and Roll, this, that, and the other thing. And I don't think we're going to get to the Osmonds because I discovered, um, I, well, I decided to play some association early in the show, so we may not get to the Osmonds experiment with Psychedelia. We might. I don't know. Let's just keep playing the music. Let's stop talking, shall we? I'm tired of you talking. I'm tired of it.
subway lullaby when I dreamed of Appalachia it was dreams that had to die cold trains rolling banjos railing sounds of scream
That's good music. All right. We started this set with Jerry Lawler. Yes. King Jerry Lawler, the other king of Memphis with Heart of Stone off of his uh, album. He released two, I think. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. After that, a song I, I really kind of like, uh, John Sebastian with a song called Face of Appalachia, which was co-written with Lowell George. And um, after that, Michael Hutchins and Don Walker from the movie, the title song from the movie Speed Kills from 1981. And you just heard Michelle Legrand with Wonder Where I'll Be Tomorrow from the movie Sheila Levine is Dead and Living in New York. Sheila Levine is Dead and Living in New York was one of the movies that HBO used to play over and over and over again. Buffalo was a test market for HBO back in the 70s. And um, they used to play this movie over and over and over again. Roy Scheider is in it. And it's, uh, I think it's, it was not meant for a, a young person like me who was not born yet to understand what the movie was about necessarily. It was based on a book that was uh, pretty popular. But the reason I played that is because it's my way of reaching out to the gods. Can you please, someone, provide me with the soundtrack to the movie Sheila Levine is Dead and Living in New York or the song Love Me or Love People, which repeats itself over and over again in the movie. And I can remember it, but I can't find it. I can't find it online. I can't find it at the library. I don't think a, a soundtrack was ever released for this movie. This was 75, I think, 74. But the song is called Love Me or Love People, and it was written by Michel Legrand, who was a very popular soundtrack composer. And I guess it's just one of those things I just will never have. It's on my, um, my, uh, it's a, it's a brick wall. I can't find it. I can't get it. There's a couple songs that are like that. That's one of them. Anyway, I'm done talking. You're done listening. So I guess I am going to fit in that Osmonds thing. It's not a very good copy. It's kind of like the association thing I played earlier. But it's the only one that I could find. So this is Gilbert Neal. I'm on D-Sides, Orphans and Oddities at dsides.podbean.com on WHUP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. And I love you. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I, I, I love you. You don't have to say it back. It's all right. But 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 I love you. I do. I I We'll see a psychiatrist. We're growing to the psychiatrist. We'll see a psychiatrist.
Robinson had an inner scene. He really looked awful when I asked what was wrong. He said, Rolling, oh, my woman is gone. Yeah, my woman is gone. I said, I was sorry not to take it like that. I was sure things would work out. I was sure she'd come back. He said, This love of mine, I know can never be. But she told me these cold words as she left me. But tell me the reason, 'cause I've got to know why you never get hassle, you never seem low. Just give me the answer, 'cause I'm feeling so bad, downhearted, discarded, and terribly sad. And this is the advice. Now if the sun don't shine, I won't bother. If the girl ain't got time, I'll find me another. I won't let nothing throw me. It's just another day, and if I worry, it won't be alright. Mmm, anyway, yeah, whoa, yeah. Now Smokey got up and he rushed outside. An angry agent there claimed. That injured his pride, but since then they've seen the smoky I know with his head held up high and his smile all aglow. His new love volunteered that he had passed her yesterday, and he was singing this strange song in his own special way.
See? 
It is 8 p.m. 